We have a saying around here. Oh, yeah? Yeah, no brains, no headache. <laughs> <laughs> well, hello, boys. What's up? What's up? Damn, son, where'd you find this? Welcome to episode 90 of No Brains, No Headache Podcast. I'm your host, Jordan Weichel, and shortly I'll be joined by my fellow host, Matt Cleary. On the big nine zero, we have an interview with a young man who has made a name for himself in professional bull riding by proudly representing his country of Canada. His name is Coy Robbins, and I was lucky enough to meet him at an event in Denver, Colorado, so we stayed in touch and decided to get him on to grill him about bull riding, mental toughness, and all things Canada. Big thanks to Koi for joining the show, and we wish him the best of luck going forward in all of his endeavors. After the interview, we bring back Cleary's comments, the segment where we banter about random things. After a week off, we have a lot to unpack, including a Jackass Forever review, arson, Pittsburgh toilets, and the Washington football team, finally has a name, so we talk all about it. If you enjoy the show, I'm fairly confident you will also enjoy our social media pages. Follow us at NBNH Podcast. There you can keep tabs on Matt and I. We will always have a link to the show, and you can learn more about our guests and sponsors. Wherever you're listening, make sure you're following along so you don't miss any episodes. Give us a rating, and if you want, leave us a review, and we will read it on the show. Episode 90 of No Brains, No Headache podcast is an NBNH media production and is brought to you by West River Hat Company. It's hard to tame the West. Let's get it on. Okay. Let's party. All right, Koi. We were doing our research last night. And as always, we like to just pop our guest name into <clears throat> YouTube, see what comes up. Uh, this isn't your first podcast experience. Or appearance. Nope. Uh, we watched one before. What was that all about? Yeah, that was good. Um, that lady reached out to me after the PBR Canada finals um, in regards to, to doing a podcast, and which uh, her podcast is real sports psychology and, and with a lot of athletes. And, and uh, you know, I kind of um, dabble around and learning about kind of how the brain works and stuff. So it was a good fit. And, and yeah, I had a good chat with her for about an hour. And and uh you got to make a new friend and and yeah it was it was real interesting yeah absolutely the way i met you was when i was down in denver at that event uh i made my way to the the local watering hole around the arena <laughs> and, and i came across uh you and ashton uh the first i guess you could say canadian bull riders i've met and i was talking to matt before we got started we've had three canadians on the show three canadian guests before you're the first canadian guest who's actually in canada when you came on the show oh okay yeah so you're representing them a, right i should be wearing a toque and scarf probably if i'm here but <laughs> <laughs> yeah that's interesting man it's crazy how the the world works and and in meeting new people and and that's one thing with rodeo and that it's allowed me to meet so many you know cool folk um like yourself just uh little establishment you know with a couple beers in our hands so no it was it was a honor to meet you and and you know led to doing a podcast with you so 
for sure. Yeah, it was see, a cool experience. Seem, seemed to be a pro at podcast experience. And uh, like we said, you know, you're competing in professional bull riding. Um, so let's talk about that really quick. Is there a difference between like PBR Canada, normal PBR besides geographic lines, or, or do you compete against different people for different titles? Yeah, so I wouldn't really say, well, yeah, I guess the PBR Canada is its own, um, like the PBR being so large, it's it's kind of like many associations um, in one association. So like the PBR Canada has their own point system. Obviously, we're winning Canadian money. And if an if a American came up, he'd be winning Canadian money. Um, and then we got our own finals and stuff like that to qualify for here. And then likewise, if you're traveling stateside, um, you know, you're competing for different type of points, um, American money and, and kind of their own finals as well. But in the grand scheme of things, whatever tour of the PBR you're on, your your probably main goal is to make the Unleash the Beast tour um, and crack that top 35 in the world, uh, no matter if you're from Mexico, Australia, Canada, or the States. Um, so in that regard, I mean, we're, we all got the same goal. Um, but, yeah, that's kind of how it works. Uh, what energy drink are you sponsored by? <laughs> <laughs> coffee. Yeah, black coffee. I'm not a fan of energy drinks, actually. Oh, it's just like every bull rider that I ever see is always sponsored by a energy uh, drink. Yeah. Yeah. No, I just, uh, I keep it uh, the black coffee. They supply us like, like my rookie year, uh, monster energy was the cup sponsor and, you know, locker rooms are filled with coolers and monster energy. And I just got wigged out. I so I, I feel like that would just create more like anxiety, just slamming energy drinks before yeah. you jump on a two thousand pound monster. Yeah, that was me, man. I I would get like I try and like to stay pretty calm when I'm getting on and pretty uh pretty relaxed. But when I drank them energy drinks, monster and specific or uh, specifically, yeah, I was off the walls, bugging out, and yeah, too too fast. I was going too fast. What do you think the biggest misconception is about Canadians? You know, it's funny you say that. <laughs> I would say that we say a, like, like I've been aware or like tried to pay attention to the words I'm saying. And I can't really see myself being like that stereotypical Canadian in a plaid jacket that says a every second word or bud. So I would say that. And then also probably the fact that some places think we live in igloos and shit. And as you can see, I'm not in an igloo. It's pretty nice igloo if you are. <laughs> I'd probably say a more. Matt can probably attest to that. Coming into the studio, uh, we're talking about how cold it is. It's a pretty cold one out there, eh? I mean, yeah. Uh, and then when I get really excited, I go straight into like a Canadian accent. Yep. <laughs> It's like most some people get excited and they have a stutter. I'm just like, oh, just, fuck. <laughs> yeah, I hear you. I think maybe going back, actually, I, I would probably say, hey, like H E Y. You know, it's cold out, eh? Oh shit, maybe I did say hey there. Are all I Canadians super polite? 
Ah, shit, man. I don't know. You get a lot of... I mean, yeah, everyone thinks Canadian's the nicest place, but I don't know. I've met some some uh, ignorant people, I guess. But you meet them everywhere. I don't know. Meet nice yeah. people in the States, too. Canada or not, you're, you're going to run into some assholes from time to time. Yep, Matt. Matt yeah, that's right. Points to me. Uh, so we're just going to kind of weave in and out of bull riding in Canada. Real no rhyme or reason to it. But you're talking about uh, your, before you hop on a bull, you like to stay nice and calm. Uh, you don't like yeah. to get all amped up. Some people might. And that's what we always kind of ask uh, bull riders or, you know, we had a bullfighter on bow. You, you like to stay calm and you like to talk about mental toughness, you know, when it comes to bull riding. Like, what do you mean specifically mental toughness? Getting back on that bull or or how do you go about that? I just think um, that the bull riding game really is, like, and it's been said a number of times, but it really is 90% mental. You know, for one, you got to convince yourself to get on a 2,000-pound animal, I guess. Um and then, you know, with the game, obviously, comes a lot of injuries and stuff. So so getting past those and, and uh, you know, getting back on the bull. Um, and just, you know, there's so many different things that it could lead into. Like, for me, you know, very much so probably I visualize, you know, something shitty, say, in a workout or whatever, and I want to quit. Um I just picture myself at like the seven second mark to win a world title, you know, and you can either bitch out and get off or grit it out and take the slamming. Um, so that's, that's for me really the, probably one of the biggest things. Um, and then, yeah, like I've, I have had a number of injuries that, that have sidelined me for, you know, over a year with each of them. Um, and then coming back from those, you know, obviously you got thoughts in the back of your head that, um, you know, what if I get hurt again or, you know, them stupid thoughts that, that come in. And then it's just uh, being aware of your of your subconscious and, uh, you know, having it calloused enough to where you can push them to the side and, and realize that that uh, you really are a, a bad mofo, you know, and, and can get it done. So your rank um, yeah that's right and and uh so that too and then like you know the game itself a lot of guys, everyone's different right so for me i like to i like to stay calm and, and relaxed and like i'm the type of guy when when i'm sitting in the buck and shoots pulling my rope i'll be joking with the guy helping me on until you know my hand is shut and i'm ready to slide up then that's when kind of uh, uh muscle memory takes over and i just kind of zone in but I mean, some guys aren't like that, and and they get all jacked up and are slapping themselves around, and you know, deep breathing in the shoots and focusing the entire time they're in there. And and I mean, it's whatever. That's kind of the neat thing with this game. It's it's whatever um, works for you, and and uh, whatever helps you win the most. Um, and that's just what I've found has helped me kind of do the best, I guess. Well. Uh another example of every time we talk to someone involved in rodeo that i am a tremendous pussy um, i'm gonna take this shot of fruit punch kinky that was left in our studio i actually, I actually bought that 
uh, <laughs> one time I was I was behind the shoots, if you will. Um, it was it was a smaller rodeo, and I'm not gonna say any names, but a bull rider he got a re ride, and you know before his re ride, he he was telling me a story about you know this time he was with with two chicks at the same time. And and then four seconds later, he hopped on a bull and rode rode for eight seconds. Yeah. So what's his mental toughness like? Is he dude? Is he and just that's blocking it. it out. Yeah, and that's it. And like mental toughness comes in, in my opinion, in in so many different forms. And yeah, dude, I would say that's one hundred percent his his uh, his way of you know just staying relaxed and and. And, you know, it's like, oh, you got to get in the zone. But, you know, maybe that is his zone, not even thinking about it. You know, and like for me, when I show up to an event, you know, you get some guys in the change room that are, you know, they're bullshitting with the other guys. But you can tell like they're like they're tunnel vision zoned in where me, man, I'll. I don't give a shit. Like, I'll talk about anything under the sun until literally my hand is shut and it's time to open the gate. Like, I don't. um really try and get like the for me the more i think about it the the shittier it gets or or uh you know the shittier i do and for other guys i mean they need to think lots about it but obviously in that case that guy is kind of similar to me and and uh you know isn't afraid to talk about funny stories in the past six seconds before he climbs over the shoots you ever start a story before a ride and then go do come your ride, finish it. successful or not, come back and finish the story. Has that ever happened? Dude, I mean, if I probably thought back long enough, I would say, yeah, it probably has. What, 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 one sec, I'll be right back. <laughs> yeah. We'll be back yeah. in eight seconds. <laughs> yeah. Give me eight and I'll come back and finish it. <laughs> Maybe that's what you yeah. need to start doing. Give yourself a little motivation to yeah, ride for eight back. seconds and then come back and finish the story. Yeah, hopefully you're just gonna have to have a lot story. of stories on deck uh, for <laughs> well, every sure different ride. Could, so I'm sure we can think of some. <laughs> if say you're say you're back there helping out other riders and you're you're watching them compete, what are you yelling at them as they're out there on the bowl? Uh when they're when they're actually riding the bowl, probably just like go on, you know, keep going, keep going. Um I don't know. Oftentimes, if it if it turns into a good bull ride, I'm just screaming. But uh, prior to them nodding, like with Ashton, for example, I just try my best to fire him up and and get him, you know, jacked up to go and win. Um, you know, get some gravel in your guts and try hard. Would you say you are in the top five best Canadians at riding a bull? Current moment, right now. I mean, I and it, this could go both way, two ways. I don't know. In my in my brain, I'm the best there is. Hell yeah! Uh, but statistically, I don't even remember last year what I finished in the Canadian standings. I sucked last year for a good portion of it. Um, I think I finished like fifteenth or twelfth or something. In, I don't know, fifteenth or something like that in Canada last year, but. I mean, right now, there's only a handful of us Canadians going. Um, a lot of them are, are working or, 
or got other obligations, um, whether it be family or injuries or, or like I said, working. Um, so it's really just a, a small portion of us Canadians that are going to the States and, and taking a run at it. And, uh, you know, we're all, I think, riding pretty good. Would you say you have the gator mentality? And by that, I mean... Gator don't play no shit. You you feel me? Gator never <laughs> been about that. Never, never been about playing no shit. Yeah, 100%. Awesome. So you're that guy. That yeah. guy has nicer hair than I do, but um, <laughs> uh, no, yeah, I, yeah, I don't like gray area and I don't like uh, bullshit. So it's just uh, straightforward in my world. I love that. I love it when I, I'm, I'm a pretty blunt person when I meet somebody new, um, and they laugh at how blunt I am. Um, yeah, it's 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 real rude awakening. Uh, you're talking about you know, PBR, PBR Canada. One of my questions is, can you explain to us and our listeners about like at a rodeo or an event where they break it down into like team Canada, team USA, team Mexico or Brazil, for example, do you know what I'm talking about? Like the global cups? Is, is that what it is? Yeah. Okay. Can you explain that to us? Yeah, that's just, I mean, essentially just think of it as the Olympics of bull riding. You know, so they should have bull riding in the Olympics. They did back, I think, in the 80s. My traveling partner's dad, I think, rode in the Olympics. Um, but hey, I don't know why they took it out, probably because of the animal activists or whatever. But um, yeah, so then they started this global cup. Uh, the first year they had it was my rookie year, and they had it in, in Canada here at Edmonton. And uh, and then it's been in Arlington, Texas twice, I think, and then Australia uh, with hopes to go to Mexico and Brazil. Um, but, yeah, I mean, you're just riding on your for your team and, and with a team compared to, you know, usually it's it's a, just an individual sport. Uh, it's a neat format, man. It's, you know, like I played hockey or baseball or school sports or whatever where you're on a team until I was about 12 or whatever the hell I was – at and and then I started rodeoing and that's an individual sport. So then to go back in 2017 to having a team behind you, um, yeah, it it was a unique experience and and it seemed guys tried a lot harder um, with the team behind them. You know, myself for example, I wasn't wanting to let you, the other team members down or the coach down, so you try, you know, extra hard. Um, yeah, it's a neat experience and, and, and a neat uh, thing they got going with it, and I hope they continue to do it. There's one this, this year in March uh, in Arlington, Texas, I'm pretty sure again. Um, hopefully I can make the team for that one. But, uh, yeah, that's pretty much what I would say it is, is just the Olympics of bull riding right now. Uh, you mentioned Edmonton. Is the mall there sweet? <laughs> yeah, dude, yeah. I haven't been there in a while. The water park's badass. The what? I'm not a. What's that? They have a water park in the mall. Dude, it's huge. Like, I would bet there's probably. Oh shit! Probably ten, no more than that, maybe. Fifteen different slides that are like nuts. Like, I'm also scared of water, but <laughs> like I would be nervous to go on. And then they got a huge wave pool. Um that like sends ginormous waves that people go try and bear the waves. Um, 
Leave yeah, it to Canada to fix malls. <laughs> yeah, it's nuts. And then they got a full-fledged amusement park or whatever you want to call it. I can't even remember what it's called. I've never been at it. I went walked in it once and it smelled like puke. And I can't stand rides. So I've never been there. But yeah, it's a full-fledged amusement park with rides and roller coasters and everything. You can't stand rides, but you ride bulls. <laughs> I know everyone always asks that. Sometimes I'll get off a bull and I'll be dizzy, but most cases not. But on a ride, ever since I was young, oh my God, no thanks. Like, <laughs> yeah, I'd be puking for sure. It's a lot shorter on the back of a bull. You asked yeah. about the mall in Canada and you didn't even know they had a water park. I knew they had a huge mall. I didn't know they had a full-blown water park in it. Oh, yeah, it's nuts. What do you know, just walking around the mall in a swimsuit, just dripping everywhere after that? <laughs> no, no. <laughs> no, Eric, you got to change. You're not allowed to do that. Just uh, walking around to a Fuddruckers, just sopping wet and no shirt on. Yeah, and then they got uh, uh, like seals and shit in there. They like do shows with these seals and stuff, uh, or dolphins or whatever they are. How is that Otters, even categorized maybe. as a mall? Yeah, I don't know. It's quite large, and they got a huge ship. And there used to be like tours you could go on under the water, under this big ship and stuff, like a like a pirate ship or whatever. But uh, not anymore for some reason. But it's yeah, it's a cool mall for sure. So, but like I said, I haven't been there in years. Edmonton has this is in Edmonton, right? The mall you're talking yeah. about. Yeah. Edmonton has a cool mall. And what you're trying to do with your hometown is bring a PBR event there. Yeah. What's yeah, so I'm only about from the downtown of Edmonton, I'm probably an hour and thirty minutes. Um about 130 kilometers. Uh, yep. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> nice math. Good math. <laughs> um, so yeah, I mean we're trying to bring uh like obviously the PBR Canada finals were were at Rogers Place where the Edmonton Oilers play last year. Um so we're trying to bring an event. You know, it's it's gonna be a touring pro event uh to my hometown and, and try and bring some business back to the the city that, that supports me after this COVID rat race. And uh yeah, it's shaping up to be a real cool event um, in May. So, and it's it's actually going to be at the arena that the junior A hockey team plays in. Uh, and then we're having a concert afterwards. And it's been a neat experience as well because I've never, like I've always been intrigued by marketing and production and stuff like that. Um, I had a, a guy start sponsoring me, Alpha Bowl Inc., uh, Chad Bestplug, when I was real young. And he puts on more random events. So I kind of dabbled around with, learning some things from him since I've been, you know, younger and, and it always piqued my interest, but now to be, you know, frontline doing it, um, you know, some learning curves, but it's, it's been a lot of fun and, and I'm looking forward to it. I'm, I'm putting it on with a good friend of mine, uh, from the city as well, Jeff Turnquist. Um, and, uh, yeah, we're having a lot of fun doing it and, and looking forward to put on a good show for, for the hometown. How do you even start with that? Like, do you, where do you start with the idea and, and how do you follow up from there? To take action, I guess. I'm not you a print out a bunch of, of posters and you hammer them to trees along the highway yep. and then people see them. PBR yeah. events. <laughs> yeah, exactly. 
No, but yeah, I'm not a fan of pro- procrastination. So, uh, yeah, me and Jeff got together and and uh, sat down and kind of discussed what we wanted to happen um, at that venue. And then from there, I mean, it, it really wasn't much of a, you know, let's think about it. It was more of a let's let's do it now, like right now. So, yeah, I mean, just got a hold of the PBR and they got it uh, approved for us and and then uh, went to the city with it and, and the venue. And then now we're actively looking for sponsorship and stuff like that. Um, yeah, just one step at a time. What kind of drink specials are you going to have at the PBR event? Bud Light, Budweiser, whiskey. It's a good start. It's a really good start. Yeah. Well, I guess I, mean, I was going to ask what kind of whiskey, but Canada is like whiskey capital of the world outside of Ireland. It, dude, I didn't even know that. Is that right? I had no idea. I, there's so much Canadian whiskey. Maybe it's a North Dakota thing. I Maybe. wouldn't trust a oh, word yeah. that says. Well, it's, there's always <laughs> like uh, Canadian whiskey. Isn't Pendleton Canadian? I thought whiskey just whiskey's like oh, champagne. Well. You just say it's from Canada to make it sound cool. You put it in a nice bottle and it makes the whiskey taste better. That's what they say, yeah. But to me, I mean, it all tastes very similar. Well, no, yeah. there's bad whiskey, but my yeah, grandpa some... drinks. Go ahead. No, you go ahead. I was going to say something <laughs> stupid. <laughs> my grandpa drinks R&R, which is Canadian whiskey. And it's uh, definitely not the most expensive whiskey and and so, I don't know, since I've been, like, however old, 17. It's the richest and the whatever. rarest in the land. That's I exclusively drank rich and rare, like, my yeah. freshman year of college. And, and I drink I, it with water, so. Oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> Dude, I'm telling you, if you don't want a hangover in the morning, drink whiskey with water, and you will not have a headache or a hangover. Write that down. Yeah, we're gonna put that I'm to serious. the test. I'm serious because I was drinking beer for a while, and I was getting bad hungover. And my grandpa said, "Well, why don't you start drinking whiskey with water?" And I was like, "There's no way." <laughs> yeah, why don't you say? Like <laughs> I was like, "No, there's no way I can drink whiskey and water." And uh, yeah, I don't know. I had like three, and I was like, "Geez, this tastes pretty good." And uh, takes you a little longer to get drunk but you don't wake up with a bad hangover so uh well we you know we promote drinking responsibly uh on this podcast you know must be 21 plus in america uh 18, 18 plus. is that Canada. still 18 plus so that brings me to my next question would you say canadians are better drinker than americans due to the drinking laws yes Okay, that was. Uh, I have yeah. I have no evidence to back that up, but I just think yes. I it mean, just probably. makes sense. Yeah, we've been drinking for longer. If you're into drinking, and started drinking when you're 18, then, I mean, we would obviously be better at it than someone that started when they're 21. Is isn't beer and liquor a lot more expensive in Canada? Or did I yeah. just make that up? No, no, no. I was just gonna say. Let's use Copenhagen, for example. A tin of Copenhagen in the States is what? Probably six bucks. In North Dakota, it used to be four, and now it's six. 
Okay, so in Canada, it's about 38 bucks. What the fuck? Yeah. And, like, I don't buy a whole lot of alcohol um, unless I'm, like, at a bar. So I couldn't really tell you what, like, a 24-pack costs or anything. But I want to say it's, like, around 60, 60 bucks for a 24-pack of beer. I'd definitely, like, try to make my own moonshine and go blind doing it. There's some people that dabble around in, like, making um, wine and some beer and stuff like that. But it's never worth a shit. I would rather drink. Yeah, no, I'd just rather not drink them. Yeah, <laughs> who would make their own booze? Uh, Canadians. Yeah. <laughs> Wait, Americans go to Canada <clears throat> to drink <clears throat> earlier at a younger age. Canadians come to America to drink cheaper. Yeah. Is that, is that how it works? It's a trade-off. It, it balances it out. Yep. Wow. Yeah. Sure. I wish it was your price here, though. Well, you know that's a thing, college students going up to Canada. Yeah. You know, to party. Do you take advantage yeah. of that, buckle bunnies? No, dude. I, well, I never went to college. And I really don't party a whole lot unless I'm, like, on the road rodeoing. Sometimes I'll party. But in most cases, just keep her pretty. Glad you said that second part because I was about to say I met you in a bar, dude. <laughs> yeah. I know for a fact you party. <laughs> yeah. No, the odd time for sure we'll we'll party. But, uh, uh, like I don't venture out here at home and go partying. I got too much shit to do. Is the is the Calgary rodeo a pretty good time? The greatest outdoor show on earth, don't you know? Is that is that what it's known as? That was the most Canadian thing I've that ever heard. So super Canadian. <laughs> top top three. Yeah, no, it's uh, well, they promote it as the greatest outdoor show on earth. Um, it took I rode there in steer riding for three years, and it yeah, it definitely for sure is, um, an iconic rodeo. That's for damn sure. And the money you win, you know, at the end of it, a hundred grand check, pretty good too. So, it's they I mean they get tourists from friggin' all over the world coming to that place. It's a maze. It's expensive, too, if you're going to I'm, watch. I'm just trying to think of, you know, when, when Matt and I can make our way, you know, up to Canada. We actually just, well, we just discussed our both our passports are expired, so. Um, all right, well, you got till May 14th, get your passports all fixed up and come to my PBR. You guys you can know, come for free. Write that down and good because <laughs> yeah. I don't know how I don't know the conversion rate, so I wouldn't be able to pay anyway. So, <laughs> no, I gotcha. Well, my dumb ass real, would probably get like euros, and then I'm like, I'm all set, I got the, got the <laughs> currency they have, and get up there and just like, God damn it. <laughs> oh, shit. no, I do you speak uh, French? No. <laughs> Do people in Canada hate Quebec? No. Well, like, I mean, I know I should be careful, but like, I know a lot of people from Quebec that are tremendous people. Um, I don't really hate Quebec. Actually, I went there and had an absolute blast at the PBR in Quebec. Um, so, but yeah, like there's kind of a, I think it's more a political thing because the Western provinces pay. Um, I don't even know what it's called. I should be careful what I say, or I'll get, I'll get roasted on the internet. But 
I don't know. The Western provinces pay the Eastern provinces or Quebec or something money. And so it's essentially our tax dollars that they pay to that place. Mafia protection. Wait, I just thought of something. Is getting hurt in rodeo in Canada not as bad because you have free health (laughs) care? I mean, yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Getting hurt in general, not just in rodeo. I mean, any kind of. But no, I shouldn't say that actually. No, I take that back. Um, I dislocated and broke my left shoulder. Um, got emergency surgery on it. Had to get a second nerve transfer surgery because the first one was screwed up. And then I broke my right forearm in half and had to get a second surgery on it as well because the first one was screwed up. So that just goes to tell you. So and, you don't go to medical school if you're a doctor in Canada because they're just like, yeah, come back for the second surgery. We're going to fuck this one up. And, yeah. and you're two I for two know. right now. Yeah, I don't know. And a lot of people from Canada go to the States to get, you know, they save up the money or whatever to pay to get it done down there because the surgeons are so much better. So maybe it isn't good to get hurt here. <laughs> maybe. Uh, it's actually more of a liability if you go into a hospital. <laughs> 80% chance you come out with a fucked up surgery. So, yeah, 90% chance you're going back <laughs> and get it fixed again. Yeah, unless you're Coy Robbins, then it's a 100% chance you're going to have to go back and get it fixed again. Yeah, not once, but twice. <laughs> <laughs> it's another trade off. You know, you can go up there and get your health care, but it's probably not as quality. And then you come here for better quality. Canada and the United States of America balance each other out and that's what i love about having oh, yeah. our canadian guest koi on no brains no headache podcast this is a lot of fun we're gonna keep it going man uh matt let's get into some of these you know final more rapid fire questions um and i just want to say a quick thank you to our sponsors uh west river hats i'm wearing one right now as you can see it's a pretty badass pretty rank uh check them out for sure we have like details that. Yeah, we'll have details for everybody, you know, listening and or watching if they're interested in purchasing it. But Matt, go ahead with the uh, one of your questions here. Uh, well, I found out you're from Alberta, and I I have to ask who your team is in the Battle of Alberta: the Flames or the Oilers? The Oilers. You hate the Flames because they have. Uh, I don't necessarily hate them, but I just like uh, Connor McDavid. That guy's an athlete. Oh, so, for sure. And and I live like an hour and a bit from there, so I got to stay. You got to stay, stay loyal. true to my people. That's right. Uh, have you seen the movie Fubar? A long time ago. That's when I think of Alberta and I think of like oil field. That's what I think of the guy wearing a women's uh, <laughs> snowsuit. <laughs> And it's also a great testament to uh, Canadian healthcare because he breaks his leg and they don't do anything about it. <laughs> Man, you're bang on. <laughs> I haven't seen that movie in probably uh, about 12 years. I think we watched it in high school. Thought it was the funniest thing ever. Uh, but yeah, true testament to Canadians. Uh, so you did mention, um, to Jordan, something about coyote hunting, and I want to talk about coyote hunting, hand-to-hand combat. How many coyotes could you take down? 
at one time. Yeah, I'll give you a buck knife. A buck knife. Kyle. I knife. think I got. I could. <laughs> I think. I, <laughs> I think I could probably have like, like life or death situation. Like, like it's the gonna... movie Three Hundred, and you're getting cornered by a coyote. It's like that Liam Neeson movie when he like finally gets out alive and then wakes up in the wolf's den, yep. and mm-hmm. the movie ends. I'd say. I'd say. Two, three. I could have a fully two. automated machine gun, and one coyote would drag me off to get <laughs> ravaged by a pack of them. <laughs> coyotes are scared of people, though. I don't think coyotes know me. No, well, they're scared of you. No, they probably wouldn't be. Pickup <laughs> Matt's trying to say is he's a gigantic pussy. Let's move on. Uh, what's one of the most Canadian things you've ever done, would you say? Besides saying the uh, outdoor rodeo is the greatest outdoor show, you know. Don't you know. Don't you oh, know. Sorry, I'm way off. Um, The most Canadian thing I've ever done? Is that what you yes. said? Yes. Snowmobile to your just... grade six graduation. It's all just normal to me, though. So I don't, I used to go coyote hunting before I went to school, but I don't think that's really Canadian. Jeez. I've snowmobiled to school multiple times, actually, like a lot of times. That's pretty, that's, that's pretty Canadian, I would say. Do you leave your, you leave your sled there? Yep. That's awesome. (laughs) And then we'd go like at lunch hour, we'd go sled during lunch hour and then come back. Go to Taco John's drive through real quick. Well, my home hometown, like where I'm actually from and where I went to school, I don't pick my mail up here though, but there's probably like, I don't know, 300 people is a population. Our school was bigger than the town. Um, so we didn't have anything like that. It was a little country store that had like three aisles of groceries a cooler of chocolate bars, a cooler of pop, a cooler of beer, and um, like a deep fryer that they made like chicken burgers in. Is it like an American small town where they won't like have any sort of essentials you need, but there'll be six bars? Yeah. (laughs) Yep. There's really no... it's 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 a neat little town, but there's really no... I mean, if you bought groceries there for, for like for real, you'd go broke. Just a tiny little, well, like I said, three aisles of groceries. Um, I think there's a post office, but I there's think like it a legally has to stuff. have a post office if it's a town. Yeah, probably. There's a there's a hockey rink, which is cool, curling rink. Of course, there is. <laughs> I've been known to throw some stones in my day. I'm actually terrible at curling. I think I've only done it like three times. I have a cur- my own curling broom. Oh, so you're like an avid curler then? Uh, no, I was in like the sixth grade. <laughs> Haven't done <laughs> since. <laughs> I probably was like five when I did it, so you got me beat. Have you ever been kicked out of a bar? Yeah. Can I hear that story? <laughs> if I can tell. Oh, I do remember the story. It was in Red Deer at a at a bar called Billy Bob's. 
and uh, lots of fun was had at that bar uh, my younger years. But I was anyways, I was on the dance floor and I was dancing with a with a girl like two seven. And this girl and this other girl and guy kept bumping into me and I was like quite drunk. So like, I mean, they bumped into me and I'd stumble quite a ways. And I think probably like the fourth time they bumped into me, I said to him, I was like, listen, like, I'm just trying to dance here. Like, can you give a guy some room? And this girl, I don't, you know, this girl just two hand pushed me in the chest. I flew backwards. My cowboy hat got knocked off. Like I was just a wreck. Um, and I stood up and, uh, Kind of got a little upset at the whole situation, and then the the bouncers escorted me out um, out the doors. and And the funniest part of the story is my my good buddy Bryce was Snapchatting me, getting like kicked out of the bar. And for some reason, there was a pizza pop filter, and it said "weird good" on it. And as I'm getting kicked out the doors and I'm like turning around trying to like say something to my friends is when he was videoing and then the filter just says weird good uh, <laughs> uh, that's probably Billy Bob's yeah, the bar Billy Bob's that's probably their uh, motto yeah weird probably <laughs> yeah definitely they changed names of the bar for some reason but anyways it's a fun bar uh, I found out from uh, Bo, the bull rider, we uh, talked to bullfighter, bullfighter, sorry, um, that he got an ivory anima one time. A what? Have you an ivory anima? Basically, he got a bullhorn up his poop chute. Oh, <laughs> that's what he nope. said. Not me. You haven't gotten that? No, but my traveling partner has. Oh, God. Lucky bastard. Yeah. Well, I mean, whatever boats your boat, but not me. <laughs> <laughs> uh, no, thank God. That's probably for the best. I mean, before this turns into Brokeback Mountain, let's wrap it up. Koi, uh, <laughs> this has been a real pleasure having you on the show, getting kicked out of, you know, Billy Bob's telling us about uh, the Global Cup or the Globe Cup and and all things rodeo, we appreciate you coming on. Just stick tight after we get done here. But thanks for coming on No Brains, No Headache podcast. Thanks for having me, guys. All at once now. Oh, Canada. <laughs> Our home and native land. That's there you go. We're back with Cleary's comments after taking a week off of the segment where we banter about random things. We're back in the studio here to talk about everything that happened to us in the last couple of weeks. A kind of a low-key weekend, not much going on. Uh, not any big football games going on because, God damn it, the Pro Bowl sucks. Matt, how are you? Welcome to Cleary's Comments. Thoughts on the Pro Bowl? Well, thanks for having me again. Yep. Um, uh, Pro Bowl, if you follow us on Twitter, you know how... Uh, Oh, thank you. How much I immediately regretted saying I liked the Pro Bowl. 
with it was within me tweeting I'm actually entertained by the Pro Bowl, and it was no less than 90 seconds later. Never mind. It was terrible. It sucked. Yeah, I have no idea what's going on. Um, you know, they're just blowing the whistle just at their free it, will. It was two hand touch. They shouldn't even put on pads. Yeah. What? What? What's you know? What's the solution to a shitty Pro Bowl? Is it just a money maker? Uh, do those guys want to be there? They don't even go to Hawaii anymore. Yeah, they go to Las Vegas, and then Alvin Kamara gets arrested for battery at a nightclub yeah, after the you, game. Do you think Goodell is rethinking that? Yeah, I mean, here's my surprise face that an NFL we player sent, got We recovered. sent a bunch of random NFL players to Vegas. It was in Vegas, correct? Yeah. And one of them, it was actually, didn't happen the night before. I think it was the night after. Elvin Kamara was just out there getting battery, you know, in or around the Pro Bowl. I don't really know details. I don't care to know. Has has an NFL player ever screwed up in Vegas before that you can think of? Uh, I think it'd be easier to say the NFL players that haven't screwed up in Vegas at this point. You blew it! Both Lewis and Clark. (laughs) So the Pro Bowl sucks. What do they do to make it more interesting? Okay. I have a great idea for this, Please. actually. So, winning team gets $100 million. Okay. They put either either, uh, either freshman versus sophomore team, so it's all rookies versus all second year, or all first and second years versus third and fourth year players. And you make it so the winning team, every player and staffer, gets a million dollars. Uh, a high cash incentive yeah. with the younger players in the league. Young, hungry players. If you, if you don't want to play because you don't want to get hurt, that's fine. But there's also, then you have guys who would want to play who would play harder. Yeah. it could, And then that could almost be like the end of the end of season tryout. Like, say your contract's up, you had a mediocre season. Due to people dropping out, opting out, you get a chance to play. You light it up in the Pro Bowl. Bada bing, bada boom. An entertaining Deion game Sanders. of bringing guys together from the NFC and the AFC like that. I like where your head's at, too. Maybe it's just free, the free agent bowl. Literally only players that are going to be free agents. <laughs> you got to showcase your shit. Here's your game. That gets uh, a little hairy because then it's like, well, then I don't want to get injured if I'm a free agent and then really royally fuck myself. Yeah, I mean, at the, like there was literally no point for them having a game. The most entertaining part about it was the day before when they did the... Uh, I was going to say the punter interview that you missed. He had... Uh, Zero punts, three holds at halftime, and two halftime hot dogs. And he also purposely got grass stains just to let the guys know that he's been out there and he is relevant. Uh, Yeah, it was just one-liner after one-liner from... It was the Raiders punter, so kind of the hometown guy. And then the next best, best part was Mac Jones late in the game does like a quarterback keep draw play. And it was one hand touch for quarterbacks. They barely it got him. They breathe got, on them. Yeah, they briskly touched him with like two fingers, and he was off to the races. They called him down, and he just went sixty yards to the house, and the crowd went nuts. Now, when that's the best part of the Pro Bowl, uh, as entertaining as those two parts were, we have a serious problem on our hands. 
Thank God we have the Super Bowl coming up this week. Thoughts on the big one? Uh, I was trying to think of some like wacky sort of like over-unders I could give you, and this is what I came up with. Okay. Over-under three and a half people having viral videos of them getting thrown out of the game for not wearing a mask. I guess we're going to have to, you know, define viral, but uh, I would say over there. Okay. And he's, are you going to do like a streaker at like 0. 0.5? You know, is yeah, it, see, like, that's, that's a good one. What I mean, do you think of that? I mean, it's L.A., so there's going to be people there wearing no sports apparel whatsoever. Just they're rich. Ooh. And over under on how many times they pan to a celebrity sitting there at the game. That's got to be at like... 18 and a half at least. Oh, it's got way 25? up there. I mean, it, the tickets are the most expensive it's ever been. L.A. Rams in L.A. Not that that matters, but it's L.A., home of all the Hollywood stars and elites. And it's funny because no person that lives in L.A. cares two iotas about the Rams. Any other over-unders, interesting ones? Um, I had one more. Before we get into our Super Bowl predictions. Uh, over under 76 fans who go to the game and don't know which teams are playing. Over. <laughs> <laughs> Easy money right there. Who's winning the match? <laughs> <laughs> Shout out Zoolander. Uh, Super Bowl prediction. Are we picking a... Are like we each doing our own prediction here? I'm going to ride the Bengals. Same. 27-20. Okay, I was thinking the Bengals like 31 uh 26, like an odd weird number. Bengals 31 Super Bowls do get weird like there'll be a missed extra point or like a safety. Yeah, Sean on McVay the first will, play. Just, yeah. <laughs> oh, back to the Pro Bowl, the one thing they did do that was cool <laughs> was after they scored instead of doing the onside kick, they could do the 4th and 15 from like their own 25 yard line. And if they got it, they just got to keep the possession going instead of doing an onside kick. I really like that rule. Okay. Super Bowl predictions, no brains, no headache podcast going for Joe Burrow and the Bengals. Let's see what happens, but let's get right into, you know, the actual Cleary's comments, random things coming at you. Matt wants to talk about arson out of the gate. Um, I think I've subconsciously convinced myself over the last, uh, I don't know, however, 28 years that I want to burn something down. Who the hell are you, man? Isaac fucking Newton? I will casually say if I hate something or someone, I will just say, yeah, I'm going to burn their house down. And okay. it has been subconsciously, and now I think it's consciously that I might actually burn something down. Yeah, it's like one of those things that you keep playing over, over and over. It's like... It's like if you want success or something successful, you see yourself winning the Super Bowl and you play it over and over to hopefully that comes, you know, to, to be actual reality. Yours is just the opposite. You're thinking of burning something down and you're afraid that your mind will ultimately just overpower your bodily functions and you will actually light this fire. Am I understanding this correctly? Yeah, but the funny thing is, is that I genuinely don't like fire. I saw you make a spinach dip in a loaf of sourdough bread once. Are you afraid of fire? I don't, like, go out of my way to, like, play with fire. I mean, I've done all the stuff that kids do, you know, shoot bottle rockets and... Body spray. Yeah, body spray. And the torch. Accidentally blow up a thing of rubbing alcohol in my parents' bathroom when I was, like, 10. Well, Matt, 
you know, lately we've been putting in a lot of hours to the podcast. So my suggestion is let's just keep that up. Let's stay busy. If I got my eyes on you here in the studio, uh, I'm not going to let you start any fires. Sound good? Okay. I give you my word. I can't be trusted. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm going to lose sleep now when I'm not when I'm not around you or I know you're at work. Wellness check. Yeah, I haven't thrown a Molotov cocktail into my own house yet, so that's good. Yeah, well, it turns out you and I could just text each other in the middle of the night sometimes because more often than not, we're up at the same time, middle of the night. Oh, it's usually I have to get up and take a huge okay. shit. Okay. <laughs> Well, it's, uh, you know, that's something that you'll see in the new movie Jackass Forever, which we went to check out. Was it opening night technically? Did we ever figure that out? It was. Okay, opening night here in Bismarck, North Dakota, probably was been out for months elsewhere. But uh, we went out. We decided to check it out. Uh, did the honorable thing of bringing in uh, a bunch of, People call, we call them shooters, and they're basically one or two ounces. Uh, they're one and a half ounces. One and a half. Uh, they're a shot. Yeah, a shot. We call them shooters. People call them buddies. I don't know. I've heard a lot of different names for them, but sneak them into the old theater. It's the oldest trick in the book. Yeah, I mean, I've had some fireball shooters and uh, had a couple beers beforehand. you got to get in the right mindset for jackass forever. Uh, my first thought of the movie, if anybody's seen the trailer, you'll know that they have new cast members. I, d- I didn't think I was going to like the new cast members just because I hate change in general sometimes. I'm a human. Uh, turns out most of them were actually pretty cool. What did you think of the new? The, there was like five new cast members. I mean, I guess I didn't really pay too much attention to like, I would pay like attention to like if Steve-O or Johnny Knoxville was doing something. But other than that, like, like, some of the the other fat guy they have, he, he was surprisingly good. Yeah, and fat, surprisingly yeah, fat, very fat. But they also but cool just, fat, like pH. Did you think that Aaron was getting screwed over by like the amount of shit he had to do? Isn't that a commonly known thing in Jackass? Like the crew, Aaron kind of gets picked on a little bit. You know, Johnny's the captain, and Aaron's the one that everybody picks on. Yeah, okay. Preston and Wee Man, they kind of get a pass because they're fat and or a small person. Do you have, like, some stunts that you liked that were, like, your favorites? Well, the one thing I did want to say about the uh, new crew is, did you notice there was one of the new members who did about two stunts the entire movie? I can't remember his name, but he, he, he only did one or two stunts the whole time. I was like, okay, I don't really see the point of that, but... I think my favorite stunt was the scene um, where they get trained on, like, a rattlesnake, and then they get locked in that room with the lights turned off. Um, They think that the snake is still in there, but they took the snake out, and they're locked in there. Knoxville's in there with uh, night vision goggles, so he can see just fine, but it's, like, it is pitch black in there. He's just torturing them. He's got fake snakes. He's got tasers. He's got all sorts of little things to mess with them. So, cause that was interesting. Cause then they would finally let, it was like the movie saw. Now that I, th- now that I think yeah, of it, I, this they one, had, would, this one had me rolling. Oh, the whole theater was rolling, which was the best part of the whole movie is that everybody in the theater was just laughing their asses off. But yeah, it was like saw because in that scene, they would let them into another room and they'd think they're getting out. 
that room was arguably worse. It was full of uh, tasers. There's pans and pots hanging from the ceiling that you'd run into right at eye level. Uh, oh, what did the fat guy do? There was like a bar in there that was in the top of the bar was all mouse traps, and for whatever reason, he like got hit by one mouse trap and thought the only way out of here was for him to jump over, and he just got like yeah, thirty he- mouse traps attached to all of his fat. And also broke the entire counter. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, they had a, a like a, a skillet, like a cast iron skillet, just a heavy one hanging from the ceiling that just hit you right in the face when you ran in. So that part, that scene was probably my favorite. What was your favorite scene or stunt? Um, I have two, but it was kind of ruined by the um, trailer was Johnny Knoxville getting just absolutely ass over tea kettle by a bowl again this one didn't work out too well and he's just straight up unconscious and like snoring yeah um that one was almost pretty scary to be honest like you're like is he dead well yeah, some of, a lot of them when they're like heads just bounce off the ground you're like okay are they are they okay i have no idea but johnny johnny suffered some severe harm from that one uh, and then an, another little one is just when he has the ball, uh, what is it? They call it a whatever junk machine or whatever for footballs, uh, uh, whatever. But it's like the two wheels spinning and it shoots and he just shoots a volleyball and hits Steve-O in the head or uh, the last, like their last hurrah when they put him on a, uh, like a merry-go-round that's just going around and around and they drink a bunch of milk and are just throwing up all over the place and then they start shooting them with paintballs <laughs> and uh, uh like at the end of it steve is like i got shot in the dick and he shows his dick and he just has this huge bruise on it yeah uh there's forewarning there's a lot of dick and balls in this one like a lot at one point steve has a whole thing of bees hanging from his bear dong yeah, I'm not making this up, people. Uh, this is not a test. Uh, one note I had was Bam Margera was only in one scene. Do you know the backstory behind Bam? I think he didn't. He just go all like he started filming it with them. Yeah, and then like he went. I just think he freaked out and they he, told him to get lost. I think he was doing a bunch of drugs or something. Or he most relapsed. definitely, he like because re- he's been clean for like. A long time for him, so probably like four days. I mean, um, if I know the Jackass crew like I do, they don't usually have drug problems. But Bam was the exception. Oh, uh, Steve-O. Steve- <laughs> I mean, that I know. Yeah. I'm fucking kidding. <laughs> Actually, you know, smoke a little grass. I'm trying to think of maybe one of them that didn't have a drug problem at one point, and I can't think of one. Yeah, I, that's that one's tough. But since seeing Jackass Forever, highly recommend it, by the way. Go check it out. Uh, hilarious the whole time. And if it's not hilarious, you'll you'll be covering your eyes or it's just really hits the emotions. Uh, ever since, though, I've been wa- re-watching all the Jackasses. As you saw when you came into the studio, I was finishing up Jackass 2. Any more thoughts on the old Jackass Forever? No, I would uh, strongly recommend it if you are got similar uh, humor to Jordan and myself, and if you've seen any of the other jackasses, because it's a great bookend to it. We had top ten movies last week, and we just keep the movie discussion going into this one. Uh, yeah, I wanted to talk to you uh, something that 
I was surprised wasn't on your top ten list was uh, Friday Night Lights. I met it was in my honorable mentions, Matt. And uh, so, uh, Jordan, are you sitting down right now? I am. I am sitting down. You're looking okay. right at me. Garrett Garrett Hetlin, who plays Don Billingsley, is getting a divorce. Oh my gosh, is he going to be okay? Uh, probably not. He's had a really shitty last two years. Um, started out where he like Tim McGraw's son who gets the ball duct taped to him. I mean, he had he a better life on the field. He had a better dad. life in that movie <laughs> than he did that he does right now because what's going on? With not not a lot of things are going his way. So I didn't know he was married to Emma Roberts, who what I know her from is uh, she plays the daughter in We're the Millers, his fake daughter. Okay. I know who you're talking about. Um, pretty attractive. Uh, they're getting a divorce. He got a DUI last year because he fell asleep at the wheel and had a head-on collision. Yikes. Um, thinking that that was done, he uh, just was like, okay. They split up like the last couple weeks. He gets a public intoxication intoxication charge. There you go. And and then when he thinks the DUI is all done, the car that he hit is now suing him <laughs> a year later for damages to uh, a mother and like three children that really didn't get hurt, but are now coming back and suing. So it's like when it rains, it pours. Garrett Hedlund not having a good year. Yeah, Don Billingsley. Uh, yeah, he's living a better life in Friday Night Lights, the movie, the movie, right? Don Billingsley. He was also in Tron. He also got his shoulder popped back into place on the sideline of the Texas State Championship and then went in and went full-on beast mode. And then Mike Winchell started crying in the huddle, and as did I. As, as I <laughs> <laughs> You're wearing a football helmet in your basement just crying. <laughs> hey, Friday Night Lights is a great film takes place in texas down in texas they like to you know embrace that texas that western lifestyle so we just wanted to take a moment to say thank you uh to you our listeners for being so loyal and supportive this whole time one way to support us is to check out our sponsors and we have a really cool one for you this week episode 90 is brought to you by west river hat company locally owned and operated West River Hat Company has the apparel to keep you looking good, like real good. If you want something to wear out for a nice evening on the town, or you're trying to fit in at the local rodeo, then West River Hat Company has plenty of options for you. They can offer you much more than a wide variety of hats and caps. They also have hoodies, crewnecks, t-shirts, v-necks, and tank tops to complete your outfit. All of it is featuring their unique West River Longhorn Bull logo. One of my personal favorites is the trucker hat. They have so many options of color combinations, and it's just a really clean look. I've gotten plenty of compliments on mine when I wear it, and I'm sure you will too, no matter what, when you find what you're looking for by shopping directly on their website. You can find it at westriverhatco.com. We'll have that link provided in the description below of this episode. You can also check out their Instagram and Facebook pages by searching West River Hat Co. Thank you to our sponsors of episode 90, West River Hat Company. It's hard to tame the West. 
Love those boys. I'm going to get right into my uh, second consecutive Cleary comment. That is uh, about DUIs. So uh, <laughs> at my office one morning at about 8.30 a.m., uh, a man walks in and goes, I'm here for my DUI test. Yikes. Good start to the morning. And I was like, that can mean a lot of things. I'm assuming it means like where you go in at like 8.30 in the morning, 8.30 at night blow in a breathalyzer and then go on your way and it sounded like this wasn't the guy's first like day doing it which leads me to believe how was he at the wrong place for his breathalyzer test if he it's not his first day well first of all i'm just gonna go ahead and say you know if you get a dui you're probably not very smart to start with uh, we always encourage our listeners, hey, drink responsibly, you know, get a ride if you need to. Don't get a DUI. It's just not worth it. And, you know, if it happens, it's just, it's it's not the best thing. It's not the, it's not a good look. It's a yeah. tough look. And, well, my idea here, it's a really shitty idea. Let me preface with that. We've never had one of those before. Um. So, everyone, like, has a different tolerance so I think the state should mandate DUI testing where they give you a junk car and like an obstacle course and you get smashed responsibly in a controlled environment and everyone sets their license at 0.08 is the legal limit. Certain people could have higher and more importantly lower like if you're packing three bills and you're like six seven, yeah, uh, it's like. But if, but if you're the, five two and 110 yeah, pounds yeah. and you have three beers and you blow point oh eight, probably pretty fucking smashed. Yeah, I can get behind something like that. Uh, but but I wait. Feel do you like, have to get the DUI first to do the controlled? No, uh, I think tolerance test that you're talking about. I think it's a slippery slope because one, yep. it would be millions. Possibly billions of state dollars to I, do this. I forgot before this, you did say it was a shitty idea. <laughs> yeah. <Okay. laughs> um, I mean, you'd have to have like a DUI testing site of, I'm assuming I'm around 160 acres of land. Uh, oh, we're out of beer, bro. You should get us another round. And I'm like, I it's a it's a bad idea, one, but you get like guys that like going in there. It's like, all right, Greg's DUI threshold is point two because apparently he's a decent driver when he's smashed. You know what? I think it's it's something we should workshop a lot more. Let's keister it in the old prison wallet for a while. Let it brew for a little bit. Let's come back to it in the future and see if we have something. You know, DUI tolerance testing in a controlled environment. Plus, it could be like a bachelor party type thing. <laughs> yeah, 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 it's... Uh, Pay the You're state to get like, wasted and then try out this obstacle course. Fifteen hundred dollars. You bring your own beer. Has to be in the case, unopened, mind of course, you. Byob. Um, and you basically sit there in a controlled environment, watching football, playing video games, and then you're like, "All right, Tim, your turn to get behind the wheel." Yeah, get on that Chevy and Paula and see what we can do. You know, I mean, they have like rich people playgrounds where it's like you go and it's just a bunch of dirt and you basically Rich people playgrounds it's like a sandbox for adults where you get you get to drive like an excavator and a oh. forklift and stuff and you basically like oh you gotta go dig a hole or something okay yeah i know what you're talking about now terrible explanation 
Shitty idea, but hey, like I said, there's a reason I'm not on Shark Tank. I think it's got a lot of potential, and we'll we'll see what happens there. We just have one more final talking point about the police. I swear to God, and then then we're done talking about. Wait, let me check. The yeah, down. Are we done after this? Uh, I would be very surprised if my last Cleary's comments somehow segued to police. You'll get that when I say it. Let's not rule it out. We think we're almost done with the police talk, but we got to talk about. You know, a recent news article that came out. I'm sure a lot of you have heard it, but there was a police officer who pulled the man over and made a subsequent arrest. And shortly after that, he realized the person he just arrested was delivering a DoorDash type food order. And he decided to complete the delivery himself. Have you heard the story? Yeah, it's awesome. Yeah, it, it, the timing wasn't great since we had two weeks for this to really, you know, pop off. But whatever. Now this, I think, it's pretty cool of the cop to to finish the the delivery because he easily could have been like, "That's that's not my problem." But on the flip side, what if you're at home? And this was South Dakota. Last I checked. Oh, it was in South Dakota? Last, Yes. Last I checked, uh, marijuana recreationally is not legal in South Dakota. Now, let me throw you through a scenario here. You're at home. You decide to smoke some marijuana because that's just what you do. A side effect of that is munchies. (laughs) And paranoia. Well, that, yes, thank you for mentioning that. And say you got the day off, you know, you're just enjoying yourself. Oh, I want to order DoorDash. I'm in the privacy of my own home. And next thing you know, <laughs> there's a cop at your door. Like, what's going through your mind? Are you having a bad day? Is he coming in as the smoke wafts out the door? <laughs> what, I mean, what do you think happens? Oh, man, I would need to change my pants afterwards. I would. That would be, I would be so scared. What I mean, they had a ring doorbell because that's what recorded like some of this. What if you're on your phone looking at your ring? I'm hiding in the bathroom probably. I'm like, hey, yo, leave it at the door. I'll I'll be out there when I'm ready. The lady, yeah, the lady must have not been doing any of that because, well, one, she was like a middle-aged lady. So not saying that people that age don't do that stuff. But she also willingly opened the door and was like, hey, how's it going? Or just, like, people in general, they, like, the whole fact that a cop kind of showed up unannounced, I could see bothering a lot of people. And how long was that food sitting in a car? Because I can't imagine it takes very little time to process a DUI. And (laughs) do you think he ate some of her fries? Dude, it was from Arby's. (laughs) Dude, they got the meats. (laughs) Oh, now my roast beef's even soggier than normal. Yeah, what if you're getting this from an Oklahoma Arby's? They do it a little different down there. As we know. I don't know. A pretty cool story uh, happened down in South Dakota. Catch you off guard. You got to keep yourself on your toes. Watch out. Get those. Get get the security. Get the ring doorbell so you know there's a cop out there uh, You know before you might shit your pants. Yeah, I mean... I, I still think he stole some of her curly fries because who wouldn't? <laughs> yeah. If I, if I drove for DoorDash, I would habitually steal food from the people. Yeah, you're not doing it on purpose or out of ill will. You're just naturally reaching over into the bag 
and then you're like eating the hot fries and oh. you're not you're not stopping either no matter how hot they are oh yeah absolutely i i am so bad at just i get my food and i immediately reach in and just start feeling around grab some fries but this is actually a little off subject but i want to talk about it quick uh did you see the mcdonald's like menu hack thing uh please remind me so they, they so. actually put it on their menu it's basically a bear claw or mcgangbang whichever <laughs> one you want to call it um it's called they call it the land air and sea and it is chicken like a mcchicken uh like mcdouble and a filet of fish you know chickens traditionally don't fly yeah that's a, i was like land air and sea i'm like I, I do you see chickens flying around <laughs> i mean when they're when they're uh, you know, uh maybe they're if, threatened maybe if they had like a duck burger or something that wait do chickens actually fly like it's like it's like a peacock they kind of get a, get a running start about as much as a penguin i think if you Chickens can fly, but it's not for very long. They're not migrating south. And the, and another one they had was, so instead of doing the classic bear claw where you put a McChicken in between your McDouble patties, I did it. Actually, it was very good. Dude, it's so good. Also, not mentally great for you because you feel like a fat sack of shit afterwards. Oh, I was eating it sitting in my car waiting to fill gas and uh, this guy was just making eye contact with me constantly and i'm like dude don't judge me but i know you're judging me so good but their idea of it was like a mcdouble and then putting a uh six mcnuggets on it wouldn't that just create more of a mess i feel like you have a layup by just putting a mcchicken on it i don't know years ago i thought the chicken nugget sandwich was just you know one of the best creations that God has blessed us on this great earth. And, and fast forward to now, I take that back entirely. Yeah. It's uh, you take, did one... you say they're putting fish on this thing? Yeah. So the okay. land, air and sea, like a, a flail fish is average at best. I'm going to stop you at air. Yeah. You can have uh, land and air. You, you pick two. Yeah. It's, it's, it's the classic. Yeah. You pick two out of the three. It's like a social life, good grades and, enough sleep in college you get yep. two mm -hmm. you can't have all three and i think it's just outlandish mcdonald's to say otherwise i i, I saw that hack recently actually but I, I, i'm just stick with the bear claw stick yeah. with the basics or what do you call it the mcgangbang the mcgangbang or bear claw tuck the sack back you game <laughs> Throw a little rouge on, on you. <laughs> but, yeah, so here's here's an, a, a hack of their menu hack. You order the land, air, and sea. You take the filet fish out of it and throw it back through the drive through window. Then you eat the rest of it. I just generally don't trust people who order the filet fish Oh, the guy in front of me, I saw, like, how before they changed the menu thing, he ordered three filet fish meals. I mean... I'm not going to make You probably of, had a dead body in his trunk. <laughs> there's a chance. I crushed three McChickens just the other day. You were witness. Yeah. And it would have been four if you weren't sitting there. Which uh, actually leads me right into my next Cleary's comment, because <laughs> you might need one of these. I found out there is something called, look, look, Google this, Pittsburgh Toilets. Okay. And... I don't know how this was a thing, but a Pittsburgh toilet is... Is that their arena football team? 
It should be. It's like, eh, the Pittsburgh Toilets take the field. You could name your stadium something awesome. Is it nicknamed a Pittsburgh Potty? A common fixture in pre-World War II. Yeah, so basically they have their basement, which is usually unfinished. God, I hope you don't have a finished basement with a Pittsburgh toilet. But it is just a toilet in the corner of your basement. Like not hooked up to anything? No, it's it's hooked up, but there's no, like, generally there's not, like, maybe a sink around it. But it's just in the open. There's no door or anything. You just have a toilet. you never experienced a Pittsburgh toilet before? Where have you? Yeah, uh... My cousins grew up on a farm in small town North Dakota, and yeah, in their basement was just a, a toilet in the middle of the thing. And if you wanted to prank somebody, you'd go take a shit in it, because then people would kind of walk down occasionally. Maybe you'd catch your, your weird Uncle Al walking down the stairs, and you're on the can. <laughs> and then you think he's going to turn around? No, talks to you for 15 minutes. Thank God, though, because you're out of teepee. Whoa, that was close. <laughs> yeah, I Pittsburgh just, toilets, man. I just can't imagine like, what if you have like you're like entertaining people down there, and then you just have that one friend that just goes over in the corner and starts taking a shit. I mean, if you were to join any sort of military branch, or in prison, or fraternity in college of some sort, you better get used to just taking deuces in front of dudes. I call it a dude deuce. Never served a day of military service in my life. I mean, that was basically, <laughs> For the record. That was basically our high school locker room bathroom. Oh, yeah. No doors no, on it. Yeah, you're right. You always, you always had to get the back toilet. Because why, why do we always end up talking about toilets? I don't know. It's a, we're a pro-toilet podcast, I would say. But, yeah, Pittsburgh toilets. Look it up. The pictures are hilarious. Um, and, yeah, I guess uh, it's more of a thing than... Could be a name of one of their sports teams. And it could be a little bit better than the newly named Washington Commanders. You know, after about two years, was it? The Washington football team finally decided on a name. The the Washington, D.C. football organization in the National Football League paid people millions of dollars a year. It took them two years to come up with the name. It took the the Cleveland baseball team a half hour. I'm pretty sure. Yeah, like, and the they basically just changed the first five letters of theirs. I'm pretty sure they just brought in like nine random fans one day, and they're like, "What do you think?" And they gave them like a few choices, and they that's what they went with. I get it. Like, what are so I, it's the Washington Commanders for those of you who may not know formally. The Washington Redskins. I think there were better names like the Admirals or Armada was out there. The The choice that was obvious would have been the Red Wolves. I liked the team before this. Now I'm slating them as the most hated team in the NFL just due to sheer laziness from the front office. They have the worst owner in the NFL. Oh, I mean, he's terrible. What? How? How can they not get this guy out of the league? Didn't the NBA do that? They they basically kicked someone out. But so Dan Snyder, what he did was he like got in a whole bunch of trouble for like making cheerleaders sleep with the players, and then well, I mean it was probably happening anyways. But um, and then he 
a news article comes out and he's like, Dan Schneider taking a more hands-off approach names a new, like... Was hands-off a pun that was intended or not? Uh, pun, pun intended. Okay. Accidentally pun intended. Uh, but he named his wife, like, the acting chairman or whatever. So I'm like, okay, so Dan Schneider's still making all of the decisions. I'm just I'm gonna, I'm gonna back up a hair. Did you just say an accidental pun was intended? <laughs> Would an accidental pun be an unintended pun? What's your problem? Okay. <laughs> <laughs> the Washington Commanders, they took forever to decide on a goddamn name, and you'd think with all that time, they took their sweet time that they'd come up with some cool jerseys, maybe a cool logo, but no. They're just using the same W. It's just a yellow W with a red background or maroon or whatever the fuck you want to call it. And they use the same font of that W yeah. to say command. Like, it's like something that I could do, and I am not good at graphic design. Graphic design is your passion, I thought. It is my passion, but I am <laughs> not good at it. I'll be the first to say that. It's like people who are shitty at golf. Yeah. It's it's my passion. I'm passionate about I it. I hate it. Terrible. But I'm gonna play every weekend and be mad about it. Yeah, I get it. Um, is the Washington Commanders any better than the Redskins? Thoughts on that? I. Uh, it's like at what point is that name gonna come out as racist? Well, it's it's kind of ironic if you think about it, but they were the Redskins for 87 years. For 87 years, it was okay. Then I don't know. Goddamn! I think there's a lot bigger. I blame it on Hillary. Yeah, there's a lot bigger problems happening in Washington D.C. Granted, I know nothing about politics, but I'm assuming there's a lot of problems in our nation's capital. There's a ton. Maybe they shouldn't have a football team. (laughs) I don't know. The greatest thing, my brother, when he was living in D.C., he would say that like bird scooters were a thing, and people hated them, and people would walk by them and like pick them up and just throw them over a railing into a river. Yeah, I'm pretty sure uh, actual residents of cities hate the bird scooters, uh, but like younger, like college students or tourists. They, they they love them. So. I, I love the people that don't know how they work, and they just try to get on one. Like, go. No, you actually have to pay for it. They're not just free scooters that you set around towns. But, I mean, bird scooters in cities that you go visit, fun as hell. Washington Commanders. Going to take a little getting used to. I hope they go 0-17. The first year that the Commanders... Actually, they'll be setting records from a few years going forward. Everything they do now will be a new record. Exactly. Wow. Look at that. Your boy. Does Ron Rivera still coach them? Yep. I I love Ron Rivera. How much do you love him? Uh, I wish he was still the coach of the Panthers. Well, Panthers. Panthers should maybe change their name. All right, guys. That's our show. Uh, Tune in next week. We got a couple exciting things happening we're bringing on carson bell you probably know him from tiktok as crowboy 69 really fun content um we're also going to do the olympics of hangover meals and judging from this podcast we got quite a few of them so it should be a fun olympics and uh make sure to follow us on all social medias we got twitter instagram facebook and tiktok 
at NBNH Podcast. And guys, leave us a review on Apple Podcasts, iTunes. Helps the show a bunch. And if you're feeling even fruitier and like Spotify, throw us five stars there. No brains, no headache. Podcast. Ha, ha, ha.